We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're listening to the Bear Report Podcast with Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears for the Bear Report website. The podcast is powered by Overtime Media. Now, here's Zach and Aaron. Chicago Bears are back in the win column with their 1914 victory over the New York Giants Sunday at Soldier Field. The Bears have now won two other last three games after dropping the Week 11 road matchup to the Los Angeles Rams. They sit at five and six, which is five games left to go, and they are in a short week as they prepare to go to Detroit for a Thanksgiving showdown with the Lions and wrap up the season series with the Detroit Lions. If you're at today's Bears game, I really hope you did use Vivid Seats. They're the number one source for all your ticket needs. Uh, No matter if you want to go see the Chicago Bears, you want to go see the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Blackhawks, maybe you're ready for some baseball in the spring. I hope you're using Vivid Seats. To make things even better when you use Vivid Seats, they have a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. They call it the Vivid Seats Rewards. All you have to do is make a purchase. They'll automatically add points to your account. You can use those points for discounts on future purchases for whatever games you want to go to. Go to the Apple um, Store or the Google Play Store now and get the Vivid Seats app for download. Fans are automatically then enrolled into the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. And on top of all of that, every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee, biggest concerts, theater shows, sporting events, and more. Vivid Seats has it all. And for a special discount for our fans here on the Bear Report podcast, we are going to give you a discount of up to $100 on your first purchase of the Vivid Seats app when you use code OVERTIME, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E. That's code OVERTIME. Put it in when you make your first purchase. You can get a discount of up to $100. Don't forget that. It's a great deal, great discount. There's a couple games left in the season for the Bears. 
make sure you take advantage of that ticket deal. Aaron, man, felt like it was just yesterday that we were talking about the Bears and previewing the Giants game. Um, and, and the Bears got a win. I mean, they came out, they, they got a win on Sunday. Uh, they are now 5-6 and six on the year. A rare win for the Bears this year because it felt like the, the season just kind of dragged on. How you doing, man? Ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm here. Uh, I'm definitely glad it's uh, coming up on the holidays. I don't know what you got planned going for uh, Thanksgiving, but I'm actually gonna be able to get out of town, and see some family. So I'm. I mean, it, it's cool that the Bears won, but it's kind of like we're talking about before the podcast. I don't mean to be that you know that negative cloud right now, but it's like, man, even when they win, they still look bad. Like it's just. <laughs> I don't even know, man. It's just it's it's painful to get through these games right now. It's it's it almost it feels like pre Nagy era, um, with a really good roster and I don't know. It's just it's just a weird feeling. Yeah, you're right, man. Even like even when they win, they don't really do it in convincing fashion. Whether it's like the offense taking forever to to get going in a game, or and then when they do get going, it's like the defense plays fine the first three quarters and they give up like a weird driver to at the end and all of a sudden you know we saw it with the lions game back at soldier field two weeks ago the lions got right back into it saw it again today the, the, the giants got back into it and had a chance to win the game and and when you're playing opponents like this i guess you know it's not i'm not gonna say it's okay but you know, really don't expect the lions with jeff driscoll to, to go on a comeback drive and a rookie quarterback like in daniel jones the giants really expect them to go on a game-winning drive against this defense but when you're playing better teams you know, it's going to happen. The defense is not going to be able to stop them if they keep giving up these these long drives. And the Bears, it feels like they have yet to put a full, complete game together. I'd say, I guess, maybe Minnesota was the closest in week four. But other than that, I mean, they just haven't, from start to finish, they haven't come out and, and dominated and put their foot on the gas and pretty much ended it like we saw at least a few times last season. Yeah, well, I mean, even I mean, even when we really talk about the Minnesota game, though, if you really think about it, it's like they scored 16 points the entire game. I mean, it was a 16 to six game, if I remember right. Is that that is? If, I think I have yeah, that. it was. I believe it was 16 16. It. I, I know the defense kind of let up at the end, um, a little bit and let the uh, Vikings get back into it. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, 16 six Bears. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, even that. I mean, you're talking about the defense played really well. <laughs> That's that's pretty much the extent of it. I mean, they the offense went down and scored that first touchdown when Trubisky went out, um, and then that was it. I mean, and even in the Washington game, you can kind of look and you can say, well, they had the really rough first quarter, then they dominated the second quarter, uh, you know, pretty well dominated the third quarter, and then things kind of got away from them. And luckily, Case Keenum was an idiot, and then they ended up winning the game. But yeah, I mean, you're right; they haven't played a full game all year, a full good game all year, and it's just. It's one of those that was it was in the in the beginning of the year it was kind of one of those okay you know they're just getting going hopefully they can get on track that's what they did last year you know they they started off slow they kind of won games ugly and then all of a sudden that Tampa Bay game happened and then things kind of clicked you know and it was like okay you know yeah they lost to Miami and they lost to New England but at least there was consistent offensive production there and then obviously we saw kind of what happened from there but the Bears just haven't had that this year. I mean, they really haven't. And it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you said they've won two of their last three games. And the other way to look at it is they've lost uh, four out of the last six games. I mean, it's one of those, I think a lot of people forget, they started off three and one. I mean, this is a team that started off three and one. They smoked Minnesota. Everybody's thinking, okay, this team is still a playoff caliber team. And then everything just kind of fell apart. And I think a lot of it has to do was simply the offense, and I mean we can we can talk about it. I, I don't think Trubisky hasn't been, at least to me, hasn't been as bad the last three, you know, two three games. 
he hasn't been great, uh, but I don't think he's been overly bad. Um, but there's just so many issues. I mean, this is the second time all year that they've they've had over 300 yards of total offense, and they still only scored 19 points. And it's just it's mistakes. Uh, you know, I tweeted about it a few times. It's like Allen Robinson would have had an even bigger game. He would have had damn near 200 yards receiving if it hadn't have been for the Cody White here legal hands of the face. And I mean, there's just mistakes left and right, and it, it just doesn't really seem like that's going away. And I hate to say it. Uh, because I don't want to live too much in the moment of, you know, this season, but they show a lot of signs of being a poorly coached team, which is weird considering, I mean, we all know they went 12 and four last year, Matt Nagy won uh, coach of the year, Vic Fangio won, you know, defensive or assistant of the year. And then Ryan Pace won GM or, uh, you know, assistant, not assistant, uh, executive of the year. So it's yeah, like, executive. Yep. there's, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, again, you don't want to overreact too heavy one way or another, right? So it's kind of one of those things. We know the Bears aren't making the playoffs this year. They've had a pretty rough year. They're still sitting five and six. Next year is going to be kind of that determining, okay, you know, the rubber match essentially of what's going on here. You know, is Matt Nagy a good head coach? Yes or no? I guess we'll find out. But it's just, it's still tough for me because I'm looking at it and it's like, it's still so tough for me to look and say, you know, the Bears right now, I mean, they just, I don't understand how they've fallen so far off. I mean, they still got a good amount of talent. They still have, they still have a good team. Um, but unfortunately, I think a lot of this has to do with when your offense can't even average 20 points a game and has again 300 yard games and two out of the what 11 games that they played so far this year. I mean, that's just that's just not good. It's not good enough. Period. Yeah, and you know, going back to the beginning of the year, it's kind of like last season. They had their struggles, and and you think eventually they're going to figure them out. They haven't figured them out. They're still struggling. And what? It's week 12. We're going on week 13, um, so, you know, starting tomorrow. So, yeah, they just – they haven't been able to figure out their struggles. And, you know, my mind kind of wanders because I hate playing that what-if game and, you know, it's just – because it's all in the past. But, like, since that London trip, man, they've just been downhill. Like you said, they've lost four out of six. They've made the same mistakes over and over again. And, like, if they played a complete game in London, I wonder how the season would have would have – you know, kind of panned out because so the first half they didn't put up any point. They barely moved the football. I, I know they they had that really bad first half against the Eagles. That London first half was god awful as well. Um, they come out the third quarter and they're just on fire. They have all the momentum. You know, fourth quarter hits. Defense is playing well. They have the one, you know, kind of bad penalty of of running into the kicker. Then they fall for the fake uh, punt and the Raiders march right down the field on them to take the lead. The Bears, you know, then throw an interception. It's like if they would have played a complete game there and kind of came away with the victory, they would have been, what, 4-1 going into their bye week. They have a Saints team. Maybe they get up for that game a little more than they did. Um, I actually thought that Saints game was winnable until after you know halftime. Second half, the Saints kind of blew it all open. Um, but even if you lose that game, you're sitting at 4-2, and two, and you have the Chargers, a game that you should have won. You pretty much missed on t- – you, you lost because you missed two extra uh, – you missed not two extra points. I am so sorry. You missed – two field goals, and your offense couldn't really move the ball at all. And then, you know, you're going to Philly, and I think you're kind of riding momentum. It's like, you know, there, that could have been a win there too. And this season could have been all a, a lot different because, you know, they, they wouldn't have been making the same mistakes. But it's just it's just kind of felt like a snowball effect ever since that week um, five in London where it just kind of all started to, to, to um, you know, go downhill and, and – it was just – it's kind of weird. I, I just kind of wonder what it would have been like if they would have came out and played a complete game in London, got the win. I'm not saying you know they would have saved their season 
for sure. But I mean, I think a lot of things could have been corrected. They could have got their minds right. You know, coming off a bye week with a win is a lot better than coming off a bye week with a loss. Like it does a lot more for your mentality. You know, you're you don't you're not dwelling on a loss the entire week, especially one overseas where you had a long plane trip. You know, they they win that plane trip's a lot better. They're they're, they're having more fun coming out of that bye week, and, and they're probably more energized. It's just, you know, I feel like that was definitely the turning point. That's where. You know, we, we, we knew where Mitchell Trubisky had his flaws. You could see it in the first four games. I'm not arguing that at all. But, like, that London game, you could see the defensive flaws, too. You could see the special teams' flaws. It just kind of showed everything, you know, showed the cards for the Bears. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things, again, we've talked about it a lot, where the the expectation going into the season was that the offense was going to take a sizable step forward. And maybe if the defense progressed a little bit, they weren't maybe going to be nearly as dominant and force as many turnovers, but they were still going to be a good unit. And ultimately, I think that's kind of where we're at with the defense. I think the defense is still very good. I mean, they're they're giving up right on par with what they gave up last year in terms of in terms of points. And you know, maybe the DVOA isn't as high. And yes, they're not the best defense in the league by any means, but they're not causing as many turnovers. But they're still a really damn good defense. Uh, you know, and again, they're not as dominant, but. That was, at least to me, that was kind of expected, right? But the the expectation was that the offense was going to at least take a step forward. Not only have they not taken a step forward or even remained the same, they've taken a step back. And it's just, it's one of those where, I mean, regardless of how you really cut it, they are on par with John Fox offenses right now. And it's like, I would have at least rather had a consistent running game like the Bears had under John Fox and what they have right now. And that's kind of the thing, you know, like we, we were sitting here talking about it. And it's just like there's so many flaws within the offense. But then you have it's like, I mean, you have David Montgomery. He really hasn't got going. I mean, you can see the talent there. Tariq Cohen is one of those guys where he, he's definitely more of a gimmick piece, but he's still a valuable piece. You have Allen Robinson who went off today. Anthony Miller, who's getting more involved. I mean, they have they have pieces there. I, I just it, it's one of those things where it's like. Between the play calling, between the quarterback play, between the offensive line play, between the drops, which is another big thing. I mean, they they, they have 20 drops on the season. They have three after after this last game. It's just one of those situations where it seems like almost everything that's gone wrong for them or that could go wrong has gone wrong. And, and Spielman even pointed out on the broadcast, you know, with that illegal hands of the face uh, with Cody Whitehair. It was a hands of the face, but there was also a hands of the face with the defender as well where if things are going your way, maybe the defender gets called for it. And all of a sudden, not only do you have the, you know, that 60 yards, but I think you get the extra 15 tacked on as well because it's personal foul. And it's just one of those situations where the Bears just haven't had things go their way most of the season. And really, I mean, if we're being completely honest here, the only reason that they won the day was because they're playing a two-win team with a rookie quarterback that is simply not a good team at all. I mean, we, we previewed that on the podcast. I mean, we, we talked to those guys uh, you know, they cover the Giants, and it's like, they I don't think they're overly far away by any means, but I think they've got some changes that need to be made. I mean, this isn't one of those wins where you look at it as a fan, as a Bears fan, you're like, oh, wow, this is this is a good win. I mean, it, they barely won a game where they really should have blown them out. I mean, that's just really where it's at. And, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I, I just, I don't really... I feel like we just kind of beat a dead horse every week because the team isn't good. Um, and we're still sitting here searching for answers and it's one of those, like, you know, the week kind of goes by a little bit and you get maybe a little bit of optimism, like, all right, maybe they'll have a decent game. And then they don't. Uh, and it's just kind of hard to watch right now, really. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, at least for me. I mean, luckily, the, the only nice thing is, is there's only five games left. 
And I don't think all hope is lost by any means going into next year. I think they got a, a busy offseason ahead. I know Ian Rappaport came out today and said, well, you know, they still have full confidence in Trubisky. I don't buy that for a second. You can't look at this guy on the field and say they have full confidence, especially considering I think next year is going to be, especially for Ryan Pace, is going to be a very make-or-break year. Um, you know, you, you had your quarterback. You blew the pick. Uh, you've blown multiple other picks, Adam Shaheen. I mean, we, the list goes on. We don't need to get into that. He's also made some good moves, but you rebuild, you open up this window, you trade for Khalil Mack, you trade two first-round picks, you know, one uh, one this this past year and then one next year. Um, now it's time to deliver, and it's one of those things, every single team has a bad year, and this is something that was actually pointed out to me not too long ago that I kind of want to bring to, uh, you know, just kind of to everybody's attention as well. Minnesota last year, granted, they didn't have quite as bad of a season. They have high, they had high expectations. They were expected to go to the Super Bowl. They missed the playoffs. They went 8-7-1. and one. They didn't panic. And I think that's a big thing for the Bears right now. They didn't panic. They made some subtle changes. They made a change at, uh, you know, they made a change at offensive coordinator. They made some changes around them. Uh, they retained some guys. All of a sudden right now, um, they're one of the better teams in the league. They look like they kind of have things figured out. I think that's kind of the route that the Bears need to take. Obviously, quarterback needs to be one of those situations that they need to at least bring a veteran in and push with competition. But I don't think making any sweeping changes, firing the general manager, firing the head coach, uh, you know, any anything like that, I don't think that really is going to do a lot. I think getting in a new play caller and getting in a better quarterback uh, can really change things. And, I, I mean, let's be honest here, too. I mean, injury luck really hasn't been their thing. I mean, they're missing two key leaders on defense right now. Um, I mean, it hasn't hit them super hard by any means, but there's still, I mean, with Danny Trevathan being out, with Akeem Hicks being out, I mean, they've had other injuries. It's it's one of those situations where they just really haven't gone their way this year. I mean, you, you just kind of talked about it. They didn't get a lot of lucky breaks, and, and we know how momentous football can be. So as irritating as this season is, and as much as we have – have hit on it multiple times. I'm not going into this off season with the outlook of things are over. Uh, they're going to have to rebuild again. It's just one of those. I'm kind of more, my mindset is more like, let's, you know, hopefully they'll win as many games as possible. We can get in the off season and hopefully they can get some of these issues figured out. Yeah. To go back to your defense point, they entered the game, giving up 17.4 points per game last season. They gave up 17.7 points per game. After today's performance, they are at, they're giving up 17.1 points per game, which is still a top four in the NFL. The other three teams ahead of them, I believe, are the Patriots. Um, going into this week with the Patriots, 49ers, and I want to say Bills, and all three are pretty much going to be a playoff team this year, um, except for the Bears as at 14. I think the two teams behind the Bears in five and six are going to be a playoff team as well. I want to talk a little more about this game because I did have I did have some observations and, and kind of a thought that was going through my head as I was watching. Before we do that, though, let's hit our first break. We'll be right back. The Old West is an iconic period of American history. I'm Chris Wimmer. Join me on the Legends of the Old West podcast to hear the true stories of lawmen like Wyatt Earp, Bass Reeves, and the Texas Rangers, outlaws like Jesse James and Butch and Sundance, and Native American battles of the Lakota, Comanche, and Apache. We use cinematic storytelling and sound design to bring these stories and many more to life. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. Welcome back into the Bear Report Podcast. Aaron, uh, as I was watching that game, and this kind of happened to me over the last couple of weeks here, um, you know, watching the games and looking at it, I think it's very easy to pile on Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and no way am I saying he's he is good and he he's he is the guy for this offense. 
um, whether it be the rest of this year or, you know, moving forward next season, because I do think they address the quarterback position. I agree with you on the whole Ian Rappaport um, thing that came out today. I think he'll be on the roster next year. I just think they're going to have to address it in the form of either competition or go out and get another starter. However, when I'm looking at this team, and I and I look at it, and that's what happens in probably the Chargers game. I watch them, and I'm like, they're making the same dumb mistakes over and over and over again. I've lost count of how many times we the Bears have had either a first down or a second down play, and they've had positive yards, and it's called back for holding. It's called back for a false start. It's called back for you know legal hands to the face. That's just the offensive line. The run blocking has been horrid um, for most of the season. You saw it again on that third and one at the end of the game. That was a well-designed run. If Rashad Coward makes his block, David Montgomery's got at least two to three yards. He didn't make his block, and the defender came in untouched and stopped him. And then I look, and I look at the drops. Like you mentioned, the Bears have 20 of them. That's definitely not helping the case. Um, I, I'd like to see how many of them are on ball placement with Trubisky. Uh, still, though, any wide receiver tell you if they get their hands on it, you, you should catch it. And then you look at special teams, and it still continues to be a disaster. This was Adam uh, or Pat O'Donnell's worst game of the year. We had a 13-yard punt. He only averaged like 40 yards per punt in the game. He was brutal today. And it's like every time you know they have a, they're fair catching the ball inside their own 10-yard line. Did it twice today. They are committing holding calls or blocks in the back on returns. It's just like I I, I go through this and I'm like, okay, they have a head coach who's not a very good play caller. Their run schemes are not very good at all. They have a quarterback who is not very good. They have wide receivers dropping passes. They literally have no tight ends. They do not have a solid NFL starting tight end on their roster right now. And they are undisciplined team making, you know, just the same mistakes over and over again. I'm just kind of curious because I think I think Trubisky is a problem, but I think the problem runs a lot deeper than Trubisky right now. Well, yeah, and that's – I agree. I agree 100%. And, again, I think I think a, a decent amount of their issues right now is coaching. This this team shows a lot of signs of being a very poorly coached team. Uh, they lack discipline. I mean, we've seen it with Anthony Miller. Uh, I think part of the drops are, you know, a, essentially a coaching issue as well. Maybe maybe they're not, you know, especially a guy like Taylor Gabriel. I don't know if his head's not in the game with, you know, the trade rumors and stuff that had happened. Uh, he had another drop today. Um, you know, the, 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 the penalties, you look at, okay, prime example. Uh, prime example of a poorly coached team would be this right here. So on that two-point conversion, I mean, that, that was a disaster. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I'm it, sorry to cut you off. Oh no, my god! It's a complete. It was a complete disaster, right? So, you have a situation where I, I think it was debatable, but I can see why they call it. So they called Allen Robinson for a pick. They pulled it back. The before that, they had to use a timeout, or before or after, I can't remember. Either way, they had to use a timeout. On a oh, they used a timeout before. Yep. Yeah. They they used a timeout before. Then they line up for the extra point. And then, uh, if I remember right, they had a, uh, uh, a delay of game, right? The delay yeah, game. I think it was 12 men on the field. 12 men on the field, that's what Which it was. It's even yeah. worse. That's even worse. Exactly. So, yeah, you, that's right. Because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, how, do you, how does this happen after a timeout? So, you have all that happen, and then all of a sudden you got a 48-yard extra point. And ultimately, if the Giants were worth their weight as a football team, 
they probably make a comeback, and that probably ends up becoming an issue. But again, you talk about a failed two-point conversion. You talk about, again, the timeout that was used. You talk about the, the uh, not the failed two-point conversion, but the penalty. And then you talk about the the, the 12 men in the huddle that they had to use, that had to happen. And it's like, I mean, the, the multiple, again, the multiple penalties that have happened uh, on the offensive side of the ball, the lack of discipline, um, the, I mean, especially from a play calling standpoint with Matt Nagy, I mean, you want to talk about how many times that they've had third and short situations that they just 100% botch. I mean, it's just unreal. I mean, this, this team, it's like, if you're counting on them to bleed out the clock in any, any sort of situation, or you're counting on them to get any sort of uh, short yardage situation, uh, late in the down, I mean, it's just not going to happen. I mean, and the problem is, is not only is it not getting fixed, but I feel like it's getting worse. Am I wrong about that? No, I mean, I think you're dead on. I think it's getting worse and worse by week. I can understand, like, as we were talking, the first couple of weeks of the season, yeah, you get it out, you know, kind of rusty, especially if you don't play in the preseason, whatever, get out of your system. But it's like every week, and, and that field goal, the extra point was a perfect example because, yeah, Panero missed the extra point kick, whatever. It's 48 yards. That's still a tough kick either way. I mean, I get you got to make it. So tough cake, but even then, that's a 19 to 14 game, so or a 20 to 14 game. So if, like you said, if the Giants are any capable team, they're gonna come down the field, score, and they're an extra point away from um, winning the game. And I guarantee you, they don't make those boneheaded mistakes like the Bears do. It's just, I don't know if it's just like it's undisciplined football, but I don't know like what is Chris Tabor doing with this unit. Um, what is Matt Nagy doing with this unit and his team, his offensive line? I just, man, this is so frustrating watching his offensive line. Like you said, the 60-yarder to, to Allen Robinson, that was a good throw over the middle. Robinson caught it in stride, made a play, and then you see a flag on the ground, and it's like, okay, there's, you know, this one's coming back. It's just, it's brutal, man. It's like the same mental mistakes. It's like they're almost mm-hmm. checked out. I don't know necessarily... 100% of Nagy's completely lost his locker room. I, I don't, I've seen people compare this to Mark Trestman. I don't think so. I think Trestman actually lost the locker room. I think people literally did not respect him. I still think people respect Matt Nagy. The players I'm talking about respect Matt Nagy. It's just like they're just, they just kind of seem mentally checked out. Yeah, and that's the thing is I think, I think there's a big difference between a team that had you know that, that made the playoffs last year, had Super Bowl aspirations this year. I mean, what, really, I mean, let's be honest here. And that's, a, and that's the other thing, again, that I kind of caution people with here is not overreacting from a year-to-year basis, right? So, I mean, look at all the teams last year. I mean, Minnesota would be a prime example where they collapsed down the stretch because simply they weren't a good team. The same thing with the Packers. They had, you know, they obviously had injury situations as well. But there's, I mean, you can look, in, you can look inside your own division. Usually when things go bad, when things hit the fan, then you're not going to be playing at the same level because there reaches a certain point where you lose too much, you get too deflated, you're out of the playoff race, whatever, really, whatever the excuse you want to make. Um, when that stuff happens, it's really hard for these guys to get up the same way, and usually the play gets sloppier and sloppier. But again, that doesn't mean that uh, that anybody's given up on Matt Nagy, that anybody's given up on the locker room, that there's any sort of internal conflict. I think that this is just something that usually happens especially in a situation like the Bears where there are high expectations and they don't live up to those expectations and things just go wrong. I just I don't think that this is something that will particularly translate from year to year. I mean, there's teams every year that have bad years that come back and have good years. It's just 
I just think, I mean, I felt this way for a few weeks now. I just, it feels like in a lot of ways, like you said, they're just checked out. They're just not, they're not playing with the same intensity level. I think there's, there's flashes. Like I think, especially with the bears defense would be a prime example uh, in the game where it's like, yeah, they, they had those moments where, you know, Cleo Matt got the sack. They're starting to feel themselves. Uh, you know, the same thing has happened. Uh, well, the same thing happened in our last one as well, where they kind of felt themselves and then things kind of got tighter again. You know, it was like the offense couldn't do their job. The intensity kind of wore off and, and again, I mean, you're also looking at a very, very unbalanced team right now where the defense for the last two years has done the heavy lifting. And maybe they're not the same defense as they were, but they're still really good. And they're the reasons that the Bears are winning games right now. I mean, there's really no other way around it. So, yeah, I don't think anybody's given up on uh, on uh, Nagy. I don't think this is even close to the Stressman situation. Um, you know, it just... It just is what it is. I mean, they're having a bad year. It's just really no other way to put it. I don't think there's really there. I don't think anybody should overanalyze too much until we get in the offseason and we see how they're going to remedy some of these very, very obvious issues. And so much can change from now until the start of next season. I mean, look, they're going to have probably a third place schedule. I don't think the Lions will beat them out. They're going to have a third place schedule, which is very manageable. Um, you know, they. I think the AFC South next year will be their division they play. I don't think it's a great division. I think it's a division you can win three out of the four that you're going up against them. I mean, look at the Bears turned around from worst to first last year. They're trending in the wrong direction this year. But, I mean, the NFL, the parity is crazy. I mean, look how many teams this year are good after not making the playoffs last season. I mean, look at the top of the NFC, the 49ers and Packers right there. So, yeah, I mean, it can happen. It's just going to be a very – very important offseason for Ryan Pace and and Matt Nagy to figure out how to get this ship righted. And these next five games could tell us a lot. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, if they if they lose the next couple, I'd like to see Riley Ridley get hit the field. I'd like to see what they got in Alex Bars, players like that, maybe Jesper Horstead, um, get, a, get a couple more snaps. I think that would be kind of something interesting to watch over these next couple weeks. Uh, before we talk about the Lions game on Thanksgiving in Detroit, we're going to hit a break. We'll come back and wrap everything up, give you our pre- preview and prediction right after this. Welcome back into the Bearport Podcast. The Bears sit at 5-6. and six. A short week here, short turnaround for them. They are playing on Thanksgiving for the second consecutive year. Going to Detroit, the Motor City, to take on the Detroit Lions, who lost again today. Um, yeah, I believe they lost, they lost to Washington, didn't they? They lost to the one-win Washington Redskins in a really, really bad way. Yeah, that's brutal. And the Bears are heading there Thursday at 5-6, and six, chance to get back to 500. The game is essentially open as a pick in Vegas. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to expect. I'm actually a little overconfident in the Bears in this one, which is something I haven't felt uh, since probably week one and week two or three. Uh, I guess I'm not at like I'm not like saying they're guaranteed to win. I think they're gonna win. I think um, the Lions have all sorts of problems right now. I know it's Thanksgiving. They they, they tend to like get up on Thanksgiving and uh, play better. I mean they played better against the Bears last season. Although it was Chase Daniel at quarterback. I think if Trubisky was in last season, the way that offense was going, I think the game probably would have been over with. Um, maybe at halftime, third quarter, the Bears would have definitely won. They did end up winning, but. This year, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little confident. I, I don't like. I hate to say overconfident though, because it's like they very well could lose this game because they almost lost the Lions just a couple weeks ago. However, I think you know for a team that's just trying to get to 500 and then get over the hump for the final four games, I think they're going to come out. I think they're going to win this game. Um, 
I think the defense is going to come out and make a statement, and hopefully the offense plays well um, throughout the game. Aaron, before we get our predictions, what was kind of your early thoughts on this game? Oh, I, I feel bad for the people who are going to be watching it. <laughs> oh, God, or going to it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, at least last year, like, we knew the Lions were bad, but the Bears were good, and that was actually kind of – I honestly believe that last year that was the that was the game that really kind of put them over the hump, right? Because they had the – they had uh, that big emotional win against the, the Rams on Sunday night football. They turned around, and they had that really short turnaround play the same exact time that they're going to play uh, on Thanksgiving this year. And they came out, and it was not a very good game. Chase Daniels started, and they won. Um, and I, I think that was really a big game because they could have very easily have lost that game. And obviously we know that they lost to the Giants. Um, so I, I thought that was a big game last year at this year looking at it. Um, the reality is I think we're going to see Jeff, Jeff Driscoll again. Um, it doesn't sound like Matt Stafford is anywhere close to coming back just because they're not feeling comfortable with it. The three, seven and one right now. I mean, they're, they're bad. It would make no sense to bring your franchise quarterback back that has a broken back. I mean, that, that's a lot of backs in there, but you get my point. I mean, he has a broken back. There's no point in letting him play in a season that's already lost. The best that they could do is win eight games at this point because of that tie. So it's just I so ultimately, yeah, I, I they're they're missing carry on Johnson. Um, they're not a very good football team. Again, they just lost to the Redskins that had one win that honestly I think you could still make an argument that outside of the Bengals, they may be the worst team in the NFL right now. Uh, I think they may even be worse than the Dolphins. And the Lions found a way to lose. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a game that the Bears should win. But, again, I mean, the, the game against the Giants was a game that they should have won and really wasn't very pretty. So I'm expecting another boring game. Unfortunately, again, this is kind of a constant reminder to a lot of outside people who aren't fans of the Bears just how boring this team is. I mean, we just, you know, there was a good, nice reminder on the, the Sunday night football game against the Rams uh, last weekend, and now they're going to get another one. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm – emotionally ready to try to invest myself in a second game of five days, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a nationally televised. It's the first game to kick off. Uh, what I think is actually a pretty good slate of Thanksgiving games. I think Buffalo and uh, Dallas will be a good one in the afternoon. I think the night game is um, saints and Falcons. I want to say and the saints have kind of struggled here over the last couple of weeks and the Falcons defense, even though they lost today has played kind of well. I think did the Falcons beat them, didn't they? Uh, a couple weeks ago, or is it? Yeah, because the, the Falcons rattled off up until this game against Tampa Bay this last weekend, or this today. I mean, we're recording on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, they they'd won like what was it two in a row? Because they they came yeah. out and they beat they beat New Orleans pretty handily, and then they came out and dominated Carolina as well. Yeah, they gave up. I think it was like six points total between those two games, which is very impressive for a Falcon. You want to talk about a, a, a franchise that underachieves the last couple of years? I mean, the, the the Atlanta Falcons, man. All the talent in the world. They're just a bad football team. But bad I think, coaching. yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say bad coaching. It's just a bit, yeah. it's poorly coached team. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's going to be a good uh, Thursday night game to kind of cap everything off. But yeah, the nation gets to see the Bears' offense once again come out. Um, yeah, on national television. Uh, just get to six and six. The Bears gonna get to six and six. At least make it entertaining at the end of the year. Like stay. They have a tough, very tough December with the Cowboys, um, Packers, Chiefs, and Vikings to end the year. But if they can just make it competitive, 
even finish those last four, like two and two, I'd feel a little better uh, going into the off season. But yeah, it starts now. You gotta you gotta beat the Lions. You cannot lose the Lions again. Another chance to sweep the season series, extend your win streak against them. Please do it. Um, yeah. As for as for my prediction, I'm gonna say the Bears win. I keep picking the Bears to score like over 20 points every week. I I'm not gonna do it this week. And watch, this will be the one week they actually go over 20 points. I would say it's gonna be another ugly game. I think it's gonna be Bears 16, Lions 10. Um, I think the Bears' defense is going to pretty much just be way too much for Jeff Driscoll. They're not going to let him come out and throw all over them like he did uh, in the first meeting at Soldier Field. I think, again, I mean, there's no reason to believe that the offense won't start slow for the Bears. Someone say they're going to start slow again. They'll probably score sometime in the second quarter, then maybe have a couple more scoring drives, um, you know, as norm normal for them this year probably get in the red zone and have a couple drives stall and just finish with one touchdown so yeah i'm gonna go bears uh 16 10 i'm gonna say yeah the x factor i'll say the defense because i think they're good enough to win this game by themselves yeah see i'm gonna go i'm I'm similar i'm gonna go 17 13 and i think the bears are gonna win too it's man again i could i I can just imagine having to wake up and sit down and and watch this thing. I, I just I, I can't see how it's going to be a good game for either team. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong. I mean, it would be nice to have a little bit of uh, entertainment on Thanksgiving. I mean, win or lose, I guess it really doesn't particularly matter. But again, it, I take I take things a little bit more seriously just when they're uh, when they're on national TV, just because it makes it a little more. You know, it's it's just there's there's more eyes, and I don't really like getting on my Facebook and seeing a bunch of people bashing the Bears or whatever. It's just not really that fun. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, my X factor. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Trubisky because again, this is a Lions defense. I mean, this is the second defense in a row that the, the Bears have played that is just simply not good. Um, it would be really nice to see Trubisky come out and kind of light things up again. And I, I, I keep keying in on the run game, and I keep assuming that the run game is gonna get going. I don't think that's gonna happen at this point. Uh, it's gonna be very interesting to see because I know Trey Flowers actually was inactive today for the Lions. The Lions had like multiple inactive players that kind of surprised me. I haven't really been keeping track of them uh, over the last few weeks, but that'll be interesting because again, it's a very short turnaround. So basically, they played today. They have essentially three days worth of rest and, and practice, and then they're they're right into a game. So a lot of these guys that have missed time, um, pretty good chance that, you know, if they missed Sunday's game or they got hurt Sunday's game, pretty good chance that they're not going to play on Thursday. So I'll say Trubisky would be my X factor, and the Bears will win 17-13. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, they turn right back into it tomorrow. I think they have practice tomorrow. The Bills have practice tomorrow, and then on Tuesday, they'll essentially have to walk through Wednesday, the travel day. Um, and then get into uh, Detroit, and it's I believe it's like a it's an early kickoff, isn't it like 11:05 or something? I think it's normally noon in Chicago. Uh, like when they today was noon in Chicago, but I think this one is a uh, yeah, it's a little earlier. Yeah, it's it's slightly. I, I want to say it's either uh, 11 or let's see. 11:30. Well, looks like 11:30. Yeah, and it's an even line, so if you uh, feel confident in the Bears, go put some money down on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, God, going back to last year, man, it was like after they beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, it was just like you felt like, okay, they're definitely going to the playoffs. You know, they'd have to have an epic meltdown to blow their chances of making the playoffs. And it just felt good because, like, we haven't felt like a playoff race like it was, you know, last year in a long time. And it's just fun to be a part of. I mean, my hope, like, 
the optimism in me, my hope is like they can win out and somehow just make it interesting. I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs even if they win out because there's too many teams ahead of them. But, like, just, God, make it interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Make it interesting and, and keep us locked in on it. But we'll see. They have to take that first step and, and win this week to get to 6-6. Six and six and six. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it would be cool for it to be interesting down the stretch. But I'm kind of in the mindset right now. If they finish 8-8, eight and eight, I think that would be a pretty, pretty solid finish for them. Let me ask you this before we uh, before we leave here, not spend a lot, a lot of time on it, but say the Bears have a chance to go, let's say win out, go ten and six. Um, would you rather have that, or would you rather have them spoil, let's say Green Bay and Minnesota's uh, playoff chance, like seeding or playoff chances, well, depending it, on the team? I think again, I don't think losing does them any good at this point. I think if they can somehow win out and go ten and six, I mean, why not? I I, I don't. I don't know. I think, I mean, I, I think Green Bay is definitely locked in at this point. I think Minnesota is all but locked in at this point. I mean, you got to think, like, right now, uh, the Bears are would technically be, I think, if you're looking at the wild card uh, standings, they would technically be the eighth team right now. I mean, they're. Yeah, they're the eighth. Yeah, I, spoiler, I kind of looked earlier. I kind of got excited, but. Don't yeah, I, I looked just because I was curious what it, you know, what was going on because the Rams are the only team in front of them before a playoff spot, and unfortunately the Rams are basically a game and a half in front of them. Or yeah, game and game and a half. Yeah, game and a half in front of them. Yeah, but they also have the tiebreaker. Um, but I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. I mean, the the Vikings are eight and three. It's going to take a colossal collapse, and the Bears only play the Vikings once. So the, the Vikings yeah. are really going to have to go on some sort of losing streak for this to even really get interesting. Well, and then before we kind of wrap it up here, that that's why last week's game was so damn important because if the Bears would have won last week, they would have had a tiebreaker of the Rams. They would have been at 500. They'd be at six and five right now. Um, and then the Rams, you know, they have a tough end to their schedule. I think they got they got Baltimore this week, and then they have they still have the 49ers, and they still have the Seahawks maybe left. So it's like that's why last week was so damn important for the Bears, and they they just couldn't take advantage of it. Yeah, they got they got the Seahawks, the at the Seahawks, they got the Lions, Chargers, Packers, and Bears. I mean, they but the problem is is they finish the Seahawks is actually sorry the Seahawks and Chargers are the only the two other last five games are on the road. So it's again it's just one of those situations where it's it's going to take an act of Congress uh, for the Bears to really be able to get things turned around, and they're going to have to go through two teams in order to do it. So I just don't I don't yeah. see. This. Likely, but whatever. I mean, it, even if they make things interesting again, eight and eight, nine and seven would be a pretty solid finish for them at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. Losing does nothing either. It just makes everyone unhappy. <laughs> oh man! All right, Aaron, you have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll talk. We have a longer week the following week, so we'll talk. Or no, actually, we have a normal week because the Bears will be on Thursday night football again. Uh, yeah. They'll be hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, so you take it easy, man. Where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? Yep, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL. You can also read my bear uh, work on the bearreport.com, and I uh, hope you uh, hope you have a good Thanksgiving as well. I don't know if you're going to be doing it traveling, but if you do, hopefully it's safe. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. You too. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson, and you can follow the Bear Report on Twitter at Bear Report. Everyone enjoy their Thanksgiving. Hopefully it's a Bears win. We can come back next week and recap that as well as preview the Dallas Cowboys game. And it'll be week uh, 14 on Thursday Night Football. Take care, everyone. And happy holidays.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 